What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. I am Brody, joined by Tudong Dylan. Hey. And I'll have what he's having, Charlie. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's We're great. still working on the nicknames. <laughs> We're still working on the nicknames. Oh, so so thank you so much for joining us. We here at Talk Talk Punch are building a wonderful little community here, and we love interacting with you guys. So. You know, if you're going to comment, please make it nice, make it respectful. You know, we're, we're all just fans of this stuff like you guys, but, but we love interacting with you guys. So while you're here, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening in on the audio version of the podcast, make sure you go ahead and smash that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, then come back here every Wednesday to see what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic. We're talking, we're having a conversation this week, guys. We're talking about... What do we yeah. do with classic movies? Okay, we had a conversation, or we had a top three list recently about movies that should not be remade. That they would <laughs> melt the internet, you know? And we've, had, we've talked about some of these older movies before, and we thought, what do we do with some of these, okay? We've talked about things that we could remake. We've talked about things we shouldn't remake. So what do we do with these? So, that's what it is tonight. Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, this okay. I was really excited to, to kind of ex extend this conversation a little further after our last video uh, about melting the internet down because I think it's a really interesting yeah. topic and it's very relevant. Obviously, we, we're in an age of reboots and reimaginings. There's a lot of uh, a lot of that happening, especially with the MCU and the DCU, and you know the it's been going on for a while with James Bond movies. You know, yeah. We get, yeah, it's exciting. Like, who's the new Bond? Who's the new Bond? Um, and so, but so, you know, I was talking to Dylan about this uh, earlier. It's like, you know, how we can have a franchise like that where it's really exciting to get a new Bond, but then there's things like Indiana Jones where, you know, it's, it's you know, it's a different feeling. It's sure. like, oh, who's the new indie? Who's the new indie? Uh, so we want, we wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit better. So uh, let, let me, let me melt, let me, let me, let me, you know, let's, let's digress here a little bit because okay. I want to, I want to kind of, I want to platform things. Sure. Platform things. Platform. I'm getting words out real smooth tonight, real clean. Mm -hmm. All it, right. I dig it. There are. Clean. I'm gonna ask some reasons. You guys can add some, or you feel free to push back if you disagree. But these are some of the reasons I feel like, you know, there are movies that are are being made or redone. So uh, you have medium changes, right? So you'll have something that was a TV show becomes a movie. Something sure. that was a movie becomes a TV show. Like Baywatch. Uh, you know, like like Baywatch. Love me some Baywatch. <laughs> I, I think the the first example I'm sure on everyone's mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic film, but no, but there's uh, anyway, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, you know, a lot of that uh, medium change that's happening now, especially with the kind of the advancement in, t in television. You get a lot of like movies that are popping over. Snowpiercer's going strong right now, like at least like four or five seasons in. Uh, you got a, a whole bunch of this, these kind of uh, shifts. We got Lord of the Rings coming to the small screen. Um, we got a lot of this medium change that's happening. Um, you. You have uh, reasons like rebooting. Uh, you know, you have ca these characters like Spider-Man, and you know, uh, this, generationally, generationally now we can talk about our Spider-Man. Who's our Spider-Man? Sure. You know, we get, you know, bat we got a brand new Batman, and it's like we get to talk about uh, all the different Batmans through the eras and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. You have your your sequels, obviously, like you know, Avatar two coming out thirty five years after the first Avatar or whatever. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you you have a you know straight reimagining like like the office is a british show let's make it an american television show 
Uh, so, you know, let's take, you know, so it happens with, with foreign films as well. Sometimes you'll see just kind of like, oh, that was good, but uh, let's Americanize it. Uh, can we put a, let's, let's make an American version of that and it'll be fantastic. And sometimes it works out great, like it did with The Office. And sometimes you end up with some really bad, like the American version of Coupling, which was, you can Google it. Uh, it is not good. No idea uh, what that is. <laughs> How about the American version of uh, The Ring or... Uh, yeah, the ring because yeah. that was I ne I never I didn't. Anyways, my point is like a lot of times it does not translate. It just sure. does not translate. You but get sometimes up, it translates even better, like The Office. That's an unbelievable example. That's really good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, you have like your updates in quality, like uh, do, think think Dune to Dune. Sure. Uh, go back and watch like the old Dune and the new Dune, and visually speaking, the new Dune. Uh, whether you loved it or didn't, uh, it is a, it is a, you cannot deny it is a feast for the eyes. Certainly uh, is. Just visually, visually speaking, just a breathtaking film. And then you go back and watch old Kyle MacLachlan putter around in the old Dune, and you're like, no, that's this new one is better. Uh, this is, <laughs> it is certainly an update in quality. Uh, and then you also have like updates in content. You know, where there's th different eras. Uh, you know, like like maybe think of the movie like Breakfast and Tiffany's that has like the overtly racist white guy playing the uh, the Asian role, things like that. But where maybe there's some uh, some content that just maybe needs to get cleaned up uh, if you want to introduce it to a to a new audience, sure. you know, eighty years later. So if you want to if you want to do a little test for yourself out there, uh, you can go to the AFI website, American Film Institute. Top of like the AFI Type One Hundred, uh, Top One Hundred. There's like a quiz you can take. So I'm an, I'm an old man, and I've seen a lot of movies, and I scored 25 out of 100 on the AFI Ooh. Top 100 movies, which is not great. Uh, I'm willing to guess that Brody would score much less and Probably. that Dylan would score much more, and yes. that would be kind of, I would consider myself the middleman here. Sure. Uh, but there is, <laughs> the, the newest movie on that list is The Lord of the Rings from like 2001. Okay. So, I mean, so, it is not, uh, <laughs> over 20 not a lot of old. like new content. Wait a minute, yeah. Dark Knight's not on there? Dark Knight's not on there? So uh, the list that, uh, that you can, and you can look, so it's that AFI 100 Years, 100 Movies, 10th Anniversary Edition. Uh, if you just type Dark it into- Dark Knight came after Lord of the Rings. I, look, I didn't make the list, so you can <laughs> you can get upset at me in the comments for not including the Dark it's Knight. It's on there, sir. It's on there. It's it's, it's it's not, and I didn't make the list, so it's not my fault. I do not work for AFI. I am not affiliated with them in any How way. How so dare you? Send, <laughs> please send and direct your comments to the AFI website. I didn't do it. Uh, so I th maybe it had um, to do with an anniversary for them. I don't know. Anyway, it's a fun little quiz. You can put little red 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 dots in the boxes and fill it out for yourself to see. But there's a lot of movies on there. And my dad's a big movie buff and stuff that I know that he loves that I will just never see. I, it's, not, it's not ever going to happen. It's nothing personal to anyone who might love. It happened one night or, or a streetcar named Desire or Intolerance hey, or you know, whatever, Shane or, you know, the Philadelphia story from 1940. I'm sure they're lovely films. I'm just never going to see them. And I'm at an age now where there, <laughs> there are movies where my kids, like the like 1940s, like forever ago, but also not that long ago in terms of like my birth to 1940 versus like, you know, my kids. And, and anyway, you start doing some math, some fancy math and you're like, huh. You know, so a movie that was like a 1960 film is kind of like a 1980s film to my kids. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm looking at these 1960s movies. and I'm like, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen I didn't see Bonnie and Clyde. I didn't see, you know, uh, you know, I, I now I'm like the bridge over River Kwai, uh, you know, just uh, Easy Rider. I, these are classic films. I just didn't see them. 
Uh, and I, I know, Dylan, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this is painful for you because I know you've seen all of these. It's not. It's not. You actually have been... It's painful only because a lot of the movies you've mentioned are ones that I actually have not seen. So I'm oh, like... Really? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm okay that you haven't seen them. <laughs> so, Because uh, okay. I haven't seen them either. I haven't no, seen... I, I mean, the only one that I probably... Except I've seen Streetcar Named Desire. But see, I look at it a little bit less like a time period. And I look at it more like... like does it kind of uh, grab you some way? I've always been a big Marlon Brando fan, so I gravitate towards a lot of the movies he makes. I'll like appreciate, or I'll see, maybe I'll see something that I like in a poster, or I'll see something in a synopsis of something like that, and and somehow I'll seek it out. I saw the world of Susie Wong because it was on television late one night. There's I didn't even seek it out, and just there it was. And now I I, I kind of look at it like even though we can't do it the exact same way we can't like my kid my kid is not going to go on to the television and like have a old movie station come on and watch a movie and just see it like that granted that's not the same way what if she flips through her phone and she sees on her on her netflix we don't have netflix her hulu app and she's seeing she sees something catches her eye oh, you know I'll take a look at this and then, and maybe she finds it. I mean, there's still ways it could happen. It's just, di but it, I mean, it might, it might be different. I mean, I've seen movies and I have no clue where they came from, or I'll see a movie and it just came on and I'll, I'll connect to it and it's great. And so, I mean, I do think that there's, yeah, there's some we don't gravitate towards. Majority of the ones that you said, I could not make a case to watch them, really. I really couldn't. I mean, the only one I would probably be like, well, maybe I, I might get interested is The Bridge Over the River Kwai because Alec Guinness is in it. But I think that some of these movies, some of these movies in certain genres, in certain ways, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not going to watch Philadelphia Story, but that doesn't mean that some kid who is flipping through the thing can't suddenly find it on their own, which is, which is actually one of the things that I appreciate about your argument when it came to things like remakes because it doesn't take away from the fact that they're there. I mean, just because it's not severely popular, it's still actually there. There's still a chance. It's never, ever actually dead unless it's actually no longer being, it's literally taken from every single platform. Yeah, so, so, this, so this is kind of the, the basic crux that I want to talk to you guys about because I do feel like, you know, like my kids are probably never going to see Double, Double Indemnity, which I never saw. But my dad absolutely loves it. And he says, I, I need to watch it. And at one point, he even bought it for me on DVD. And I, it's, it's really, really sweet. And, still sealed. And, it, and it, it's still in the cellophane. It is sitting on my shelf. And I'm, and I'm just, just realistically, I'm never going to get there. And, and I know that my kids feel this way because I've talked to my son about Jurassic Park. And he's like, Dad, I try to watch the old Jurassic Park. And I can't do it. There's just so much talking. Too, way too much There's talking. so much talking? Way too much talking. He's like, it's really boring, and look at the graphics. And he's like, now Jurassic World. That's where it's at, you know? And so I know, I know that my kids are, you know, as I showed them, this, you know, the old Star Wars movies, and they're kind of like, ah, that's funny. Look at, this, look at that guy. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, and they, love, they enjoyed it, but they like the prequels better because they look better. And they like the new stuff even more because it looks, it just looks more like, contemporary for what they're accustomed to and that you know they're, they're they're too young to really they don't care about the story i didn't care about the story when i when i was a kid watching star wars i wasn't like yes but there's a few plot holes here why did he want to kiss his yeah, sister I... so bad what's going on uh why you know <laughs> why obi-wan says he'll, he'll be stronger than you ever imagined then he disappears forever what what happened you know i didn't care about it when i was a kid when i was a kid it's like lightsabers yes yeah uh it, it was so anyway so i want to talk to you guys 
Would you prefer that these classic movies that you loved, whether they be from your childhood or, or early adolescence or your teen years, would you prefer that they just stay in little time capsules for things that you appreciate for when we get together in our little old man circles, we have a little nostalgia for, we talk about how great that movie from 1992 was. We talk about old Arnold or old Stallone or uh, that old Bruce film. And we just kind of shoot the breeze and say, what, what a great time to be alive. Or would you prefer that there's, in some way, whether it's through a transition to a television show or an updated release of a movie, like it to live on? Um, I just want to say something very briefly, bro, because okay. I want to hear what you have to say about this. But okay. very briefly. The, I liked your example, Charlie, when you said Dune. You said Dune, and you were like, the new Dune, which is slick and cool, and then there's the old Dune, where it's Kyle MacLachlan, whatever he's doing. The one thing that I thought that was really interesting about that comparison is the fact that you have two directors who have very strong visions. I'm not going to say that every movie has to have a director with a very strong vision, because that's kind of like saying we want honest politicians. It's okay. There are, like, work people, uh, directors, politicians, yeah, right, P directors, and they're like, I don't have a strong vision, I have a vision, or I have this, or I have that, or this movie is just a page, whatever it is, and it's competently done, but you can't take something from someone who has a very clear, specific vision, and there's directors who have that, and then if you pass it on to another director who has a very clear, like, the, like Cape Fear, was a remake. Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear in the 90s, early 90s, was a remake of the movie Cape Fear with uh, Gregory Peck and uh, uh, um, Robert Mitchum. And it was, yeah, it was great. It was fine. Sure, it was good. But it didn't have a very strong vision. I can't remember who directed it. But Martin Scorsese had a very strong vision, and that made it even better. And now I'm not saying that that's always the way, and that's always how it'll be. But there's got to be something strong about it. If it's going to be a remake, make it something strong and unique. Other, I mean, and I don't mean it has to be strong and unique like the other one. It just have someone with the leadership to have it a strong. That wasn't a short thing. I'm sorry, bro. But basically, that's the gist of what I'm saying. <laughs> that's one <all>. hour later. <laughs> that's all right. Too long. You know, I, I do just want to say, while you were talking, I did go to the AFI 100. <laughs> and I scored a 32. <laughs> Did you really, bro? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. 32. I uh, call shenanigans, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 32 little checkers. Charlie, on the other hand, seen, a whole turkey dinner while I was You've seen talking. 32 <laughs> of the 110th anniversary edition of all time. I mean, I believe that you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think... Not, not based on what you've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Every half hour of the movie counts as a movie. <laughs> I, I've heard of some like it hot. I'm clicking that box. Uh, you, you know what really helped was that I took the uh, the Stanley Kubrick class in college. <laughs> There's a lot of Stanley oh, Kubrick's there on there. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, with these with these types of movies, it's it's tough. You know, like I, I haven't seen so many of these and I just don't think I'm... I'm going to, you know, and, and some of these ones, especially that you're getting into the 1940s and stuff like that. I'm not going to go watch those. My kids are not going to go watch. Them. And, and so I, I, I do relate. You didn't see Dracula? Bella Lugosi's Dracula? It's 1930s, bro. I've never seen that. 
I know of it, but I'm but I'm not gonna go watch the movie. I'm glad you've heard of it. <laughs> so I was like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, but then, and so, you know, but then when we talk about, st- like when we talked about stuff that was remakes, and Charlie, you mentioned Aliens, and I was like, oh, you can't remake that. Like, why is that so special to me? You know, and and so that's that's it's tough i i don't know where i stand like why some things are like these kind of sacred holy things that shouldn't be touched and some of <laughs> well you no. know, to some people and 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 that's one of the yeah, things is that it's it's so special to some people and they hold it so dear to their hearts that they're like you can never remake this they remade robocop one of my favorite movies of all time and i didn't like it and i was and i was annoyed that they did it um you know, I'm sure that there's people that would watch it now that would watch the remake and they're like, well, but the graphics are way better. The special effects are way better. Paul Verhoeven had a very specific vision, bro, he, he and did. he executed it. That new remake, not a very specific vision. Not at all. It was very milquetoast about it. Yeah. I mean, look, at the heart of all of this, of course, is any project that gets made, whether it's a reboot, a reimagining, or just an original film, it's got to be good. And yeah. so, so much of the problem that we have is like when something's bad, we kind of blame the like the idea of it instead of just the execution of it. Right. Uh, I, I think often of like the, the fourth Indiana Jones, which was just horrible, horrible movie. I think we all agree on that, right? The Crystal Skull. Yep. That, that was not good. Can you imagine? It was boring. What people would have said if it had been a new Indiana Jones in that same script, everything exactly the same, uh, but ju- they just cast somebody new. Oh. A lot of people would have blamed the idea that we, d- we didn't need the new Indiana Jones. We didn't need this idea. And but really, it's just a bad script. It's a bad execution of that sure. vision, uh, and it was just a bad movie. And so you could put you, you put Harrison Ford there, great. You put you put any other actor. You put Marky Wahlberg in there, uh, you know. And maybe it's a little worse, but uh, you know, it, it's it's oh. still bad. It's you know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, now I I have a I've got a, I've got an example here. You got Seven Samurai from the nineteen fifties, Kira Kurosawa in Japan. They remake it into the Magnificent Seven, which is a western. And, you know, he's done here in America and becomes a classic. It's a classic remake. Now, then they remake Magnificent Seven with Denzel in the lead and uh, Chris Pratt and the second, some other character with uh, several other people. Ethan Hawke was in it and all that stuff. Terrible, apparently. Terrible. Not a classic. Not like the Magnificent Seven. Not like Seven Samurai. And, that, and that's, I think this is points out, too, that nostalgia is like a hell of a drug. And there are movies yeah. that, like, that I think are you know, always going to be important and special to me that when I try to put myself in the lens of my kids or just like, a, you know, my wife hasn't seen a lot of movies. You know, I, I, just, I, just, I just rewatched Shawshank Redemption again. And it's like, oh, I, mean, I haven't seen this in a while. It was, it was on one of the streaming services. I sat down, I watched it, fell in love all over again. Oh, what a great movie. And I was, I was, I was, I was like, oh, sweetheart, I just watched Shawshank Redemption. And she's like, oh, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I've, I've seen little clips on like cable, like little chunks of the movie and i'm like oh oh gosh all right well we, we gotta we gotta fix this and and this is basically our marriage is me saying like hey this movie and she's like oh yeah i've heard of that or like brody filling out his afi top 100 i've seen five seconds of it therefore it, it counts uh you know someone mentioned the name to me once uh so I click it um you know so i try to imagine, okay like i sat down with her to watch austin powers and it was like a, it was like a non-starter <laughs> which is fair because that's like a, it's like a, it's a 90s time capsule it it's is. like and if you if you missed it then it's like you know it, it, it just not, it wasn't for her and that's totally and i and i'm watching her watch it and i'm like yeah this boy you know for for a first timer now maybe this isn't 
this is a bad choice by me. You know, she's like, no, it, it's fine. You know, her phone. <laughs> you know, like, that's great. Why, why, if it makes you happy, that's great. I'm not going to watch it or enjoy it, but go ahead. You know, not going to have a, uh, you know, and so I try to kind of think through the, and some of these movies just really don't need to be remade because honestly, they were great in their time and they're not great movies. Like, I don't know, uh, you know, if, if some of these, you know, not AFI top 100, but some of the movies from my childhood really need a, a, an up, upgrade or an update. But there are, Fantastic films I hope are never forgotten, uh, and things that I would love to see kind of reimagined or reenvisioned. Let me let me pitch to you guys. Yeah. All right. We we all we have all we've talked a lot about Back to the Future on this podcast. It's a, I think a favorite of all of our childhoods. Sure. Uh, we've told some stories about uh you know t- trying to think about when to show it to our kids and <laughs> some of the uncomfortable moments that there might be uh, in showing it to our children. Uh, you know, and you know as, as they eyeball their mother from the other side of the room, going hmm. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> Just wow. weird, or my wife weird... eyeballs me from across. The yeah, <laughs> what is, what's going on? So, what about a Back to the Future TV show? Would you guys be into that? So, a young Marty McFly, uh, some time travel. You get a little elements of Quantum Leap, going back in time, fixing some things from from his life. Stuff goes awry. A whole season spent in the 1950s, and then oh, but now we got to go to the future. A whole season spent in the future, and now there's this other problem. Now we're going all the way back. A whole season back in the past where we get to really develop. Some characters, not like a not a twenty four episode season, like a nice eight episodes, six to eight tight episodes on a cable network like HBO. What do we think? I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think I want it. It just doesn't seem interesting. It seems like it'd be made and it'd be boring. Really, time travel, Marty McFly. You can still have Christopher Lloyd as Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Doc Brown out there. What about what if it was Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey Jr. playing the Christopher Lloyd character and Tom Holland playing Marty McFly. In a television show, though, like if you were to say a remake of the movie, I'd be like, interesting, yes. And I always still like Tom well, Holland. Well, why would the, mo- why would the movie Jr. be more interesting? The movie's already been done. What's interesting about the movie again? You already have the movie. Now, I don't I know how say, they would. They'd have to really do it well. It just doesn't spark well, my Of course it'd have to be done well. That's the whole point of all of this. Obviously, it'd it be done I mean, well. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I'd gravitate towards it for some reason. It it would you, just you be hard. Travel. It would just be hard to watch without comparing it to the original. Sure, and the original is flawed, and that's part of the reason why we love it. Is it flawed? Like, it is flawed. Now, I do think there are some like Michael. Like it's very flawed, but I, but I love it. I love it. It's very flawed. Um, Michael J. Fox's performance in that is very you know lovable, and it would be really hard yeah. to see someone else. It would be hard to see someone else in that role. Uh, but you know, we—that's—that's that's what life is these days. We roll on, and we and we fall in love with, with an actor in a role, and then you know we're gonna have to get used to seeing someone else in that role. That's kind of like where we are at in 2022. You know, you may love Christian Bale as Batman, but you know you're you're gonna have to get over that because there's gonna be more Batmen. Yes, Batman, Batmen's men, man. Yep, Batman. I mean, I, I I know Brody Brody said he'll never love another Joker as much as Heath Ledger, and then along comes. Uh, your boy Jared Leto, and just and I know Brody and Dylan couldn't stop talking about it after after that performance. They could not stop talking about it. It was just nonstop. You, you know, it, we could not stop talking about it. I don't think and the positives, but you said so, so. You said a lot of things. I mean, some of them might have even been nice. It's hard. It's hard to say at this point. How did everybody know that Bruce Wayne was Batman and that? Every oh, single no, person no. knew we're, we're Bruce not, Wayne was Batman. We're not going no. down this trail. Amanda Walsh. Charlie, darn you for opening up that all can. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right, my, like my... everybody just knew. Amanda Walsh no, was like, no. oh, hey, 
No. All right. Sorry. Let, okay. So you guys, so you get the idea though. The idea of taking a classic movie and then reimagining as a TV show, you, you, would, you guys are, would, think, you guys would need some convincing, but maybe, yeah. but I think there's more value in that necessarily than a, than a, a than a, unless we're talking a shot for shot remake, line for line. Okay. So I th- part of, part of what happens, I think, with these kind of rebooting of franchises, is they're trying to kind of reinvent the wheel, right? New scripts. Sure. And, and it's, if the movie's good, if the script is like alien, if they remade Alien, just remake Alien. Like just do the same thing. Cast a great Ripley. Like just get a great cast in there. Get a great you don't director. Think you should also get and a just great do the director script. and a great writer. Uh, I just I literally thing. just said great director. And and just but reshoot and a writer, it. Writer too, not the same script. Like no, a writer. Script. Just hate- do the same script. Just have just redo it. Just make it look clean. Make it look like it wasn't shot in 1974 or whatever year it was. 1976. Eight. Eight. What year was that? Seventy something. Make it look like it was shot in 2022, but just use the same script. I don't know about that. I if think the, if, if the movie's it, good, the movie's good. Just make it look better. Make it look good. What about something like, as I was going through here, what about like The Wizard of Oz? Eh. Now, see, I think it also has to do with, it's a very, it's a subjective thing because I'm like, I, do I really want to do a season with that kind of time travel stress? I'm not exactly, do I really want to invest in this? I, I love the lovability of the characters, but do I really, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's me and my own taste. But then you said maybe, but then like the Lord of the Rings thing, I think to myself, that actually is interesting. I'm probably still not going to watch it, but I mean, it, it, it's more interesting than that. So, I mean, I do think it can absolutely be that way. It's just like, and I don't think that it, I don't bristle to it because it would be a remake or because it's not, it's not Michael J. Fox. Even if it was Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd back at that time, I'm not exactly sure. I just don't, I just don't know. I, um, but you, like I said, it's probably just that one particular concept. There's a lot of other ones that I'm sure I could see. And I'm like that. Yeah, do that. Like when you said the Harry Potter, if they did Harry Potter as a TV series, I think that would be an unbelievable idea. I think that'd be fantastic. No. There is a Wizard of Oz remake uh, that's happening and or happened in 2021. It was. Or oh. is it's on IMDb? I don't know. Oh, interesting. So we can. It's not check an it effective out. remake or anything like that. If nobody's ever heard that, it I, was. I, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's <laughs> legit. It looks very. It looks very much like someone just kind of added it like a Wikipedia entry, but mm. uh, it is on there. <laughs> uh, so, I I think that there's. There's gonna be stuff that like okay so like I there's things that I hold like really near and dear in my heart, but what okay what if I told you that your kids will never watch Bad to the Future ever, and I don't know why we're using this as an example or Indiana Jones they're just never gonna watch it they just are never gonna care unless it gets remade with a star are you comfortable just saying well then fine I keep Indiana Jones for my generation and it dies with me or are you saying you know what it's an iconic enough of a character that I'd like the character to live on let's push the character forward. And, and say, maybe it's not going to be my favorite Indiana Jones, but I'm glad the character lives on and can be enjoyed by future generations. If it's true I, to the character, if they stay true to the character, I have no problem with that. Even if I don't even watch the thing, I still don't have any problem with that. But if you're going to do that, stay true to the character. Stay true to, like, like there's got to be a, you know, something. Otherwise, if you change it enough to where it no longer is this anymore, then it doesn't make any sense. But... I, I think that's fine. I don't think it's as dire. I think I think some kids are different than others when it comes to like I, I think like how many the, the movies that you showed your kids, bro, that you were like, I'm gonna show my kids this and they watched and they actually enjoyed. Oh any of them? that are that are older? 
Um, yeah, like RoboCop. No, I haven't showed them RoboCop. You know, they they, they enjoy the older Star Wars. Um, but like, I honestly, I showed them Superman, the motion picture, and it's too slow. It's too slow. They they yeah. didn't like it. It's not, I mean, it's also kind of subjective. So, I mean, I don't think it's as as grim as uh, with the kids. But, I mean, I do completely understand what you're, you're saying. You're, see, but you're looking at it through your lens, right? So, look, it, Raiders of the Lost Ark was 81. That's 41 years ago. That's a if fun were, movie. If you, were, if, you were on, born in 19, if you were born movie. in 1980, that's like watching a movie from 1939. I mean, that's old. That's an old movie. The guy's face melts. It's ridiculous. The graphics on that are hilariously bad when his face like just kind of like come on but when he's when he's going through he's 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 getting his uh he's getting what are they you know he's going into the actual tent in the very beginning when you first see him with the whip of the iconic fedora all that stuff i love saying it your kids i love it i love it i'll always love it i'm saying that my Did kids will probably never watch it yet? i'll buy it uh, no uh yes they, they've watched they've watched the indiana jones films excuse me um but they were kind of meh on it. It was it was fine. They I think they like National Treasure better. Oh my yeah, gosh. I, I start, I'm not gonna. I, you know what? I don't know. My, maybe my daughter does the same thing. Maybe my daughter doesn't. But either way, we'll see. I don't want to suddenly say, well, she'll probably just do the same thing because I don't know. But you know, you never know. Of course, your, da your daughter in ten years, man, that movie's gonna be fifty-one years old, which will be the equivalent of watching a movie from 1929 if you were born in 1980. So, just Ooh. saying. But I mean, I've watched. It's movies. old. I've watched We're the old. original Dracula from 1930, and I thought it was cool when I was a kid. Yeah, you're a weird cat, though. That's true. I saw Kira uh, Kurosawa's Seven Samurai when I was a kid, and I thought this is so cool. Enter the Dragon, 73. When I was a kid, I was like six, yeah. and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's. There's enough reason. Anyway, I'm not saying that like, and people out there probably <laughs> scre screaming at their screens. Oh, uh, I'm just playing a little. I'm playing a little devil's advocate right here. I'm not saying that this is all stuff that I believe. I'm just trying to keep the conversation going because it is stuff that I think about. And I don't know. Honestly, I don't think there's a no. right answer. And I don't, no, I don't no, no. know what I really even believe in my heart. True. I know that true. You know, there are movies that I just love. And it does make me a little bit sad to think that, you know, that it's going to kind of like there are movies that my dad loved that are going to just, you know, die with his generation and they're gone. And that's, and that's fine. That's just cycle of life stuff. It happens with music. It happens with, you know, with art, with culture, all these different things. So I, you know, I just, I'm just, I just like, we just want to have a conversation and, and you're out, maybe you're out there and you've seen a bunch of these AFI movies. Maybe you've seen none of them. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're thinking about, you know, the new stuff and, and, and you're, you know, you're Martin Scorsese shaking your fist at Marvel or, or maybe, maybe you're, <laughs> you're, you're just loving all the new, the new stuff that multiverse, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting time to be a fan of movies. Uh, and I just, I, it's, it's hard. I watch guys watch interstate 60 on, on Peacock. It's free. And it is a cute little movie, and it is from the '90s, and it is it is dated. If you look at the, the the way the visual it is shot, it is really dated. And it's a cool movie, and it would make a cool TV show. It was one that I mentioned in our movies that should be television shows episode. Uh, feel free to kick. You, you showed me that movie, didn't you? That's the one with Kurt yeah. Russell, isn't it? No, 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 Kurt Russell. Uh, it's got a brief a cameo by Michael J. Fox. It's got James Marsden, uh, Amy Smarts, uh, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Gary Gary, Gary Oldman. Does it star James Marsden? Yes. Does he go to a town where, like, 
everybody like works and then goes to a club and like is on this drug and they're like zombies almost. That is one, one. That is one town that he stops in along the interstate. That, there's a lot of Kurt different Russell's towns. In that. Kurt Russell's in that part, isn't he? Who's the guy who leads that town? I, he might be <laughs> in it, but it's not a Kurt Russell movie. He's yeah, like, no, no, he's got I, know, like a, I know. I know. He's got like four James lines Martin. of dialogue. Really, it's a good movie. Though. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I know, right. and and no, and it's anyway. It's a hard one to watch now, just because of the visual. Sure, so I'm sure. I'm just throwing out this, and there's lots of movies that fit in that category. And maybe it's a good movie, or maybe it's not, and we'll never really know. But watch it, Peacock. Let me know. Yeah. That's All right. Excellent. Um. Yeah, you know, I, Charlie, <laughs> has have you guys seen Citizen Kane? No, I have. It's the number one on AFI. I've never seen it. I don't know if I will. I've seen it. I don't know. That's that's you that's, know, like I said, that's earlier. one of the ones that that when we talked about first having this conversation, that's one of the ones that came to mind because it's you know, famed movie. But I don't know. I don't know what to it, do with it. I'm not going to say that it was a bad movie, and I'm not going to say that. I mean, I'm sure at the time it must have been some kind of a game changer, and it's one of those things where it's really kind of lost. On, on at least me, like when I watch it, I, I don't regret watching it. But at the same time, it's not a movie I'm going to be like, guys, you got to watch this. And I mean, we were talking earlier, Charlie. And I was like, of all the movies I've seen, I've shown him Giant with James Dean. I've shown him Enter the Dragon, which is a classic, and he loved. Uh, uh, no matter what he says, he loved it. I don't care. I've shown you a lot of different things. I have never even been like, hey, let me show you Citizen Kate <laughs> because it's just. It, sure, it's very well made and it's well acted and all that kind of a thing, but it doesn't really, it's not for the game changer that it was back then. I can appreciate so many of the other game changers, but for some reason, it's almost like doing that same kind of of writing and directing and acting that sort of like uh, the, the things that they were doing were revolutionary. And now it's like all of us do that. If that's what you're going to do, every movie is like, you know, we're going to definitely aspire to a good writer. Like we, unless you're aspiring to a bad movie or you just don't really care or anything. People have put a lot more caring in, into their movies at this point, like well beyond what was done with uh, Citizen yeah. Kane. And I will say, I will say that one of the other ways that movies live on is, is in their influence and, and stuff, you know, something like, right. uh, you know, Pulp Fiction, which I, I don't think should ever be remade personally, but it just like it was very influential and it, and there's, you, you can kind of trace lineage to that film and you know, whatever happens with it uh, in the future, is fine. But you can kind of see influence of something like rear window where, you know, just that concept of like that is, is used so much in television, especially television, like detective shows or murder mysteries. Like just about every show has an ep episode where one of the characters is like injured or something and looking out a window and see something happen. I mean, that's that. You know, this happened in like nine or ten different shows I've seen. Um, you know, you watch Rear Window? No, I've never seen it, but I know I know what it's about. <laughs> I, I know I could, and, I, and the reason I know what it's about is because it's appeared in so many different uh, different th yeah. classic television sure. shows and things, sure. even animated stuff like The Simpsons. But um, sure. you know, Jaws. It's like, hey, there's a shark, and then let's make Sharknado and 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 open water, and you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know that like that one. It's like, oh, we need the the witty dialogue and the banter between those characters was something that needs to live on but it's like sharks are cool the shark and they still and they still are <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're 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 getting a little long on time so let's uh let's kind of start to to wrap a bit here all right well look i think i think it's important that we have that we're having conversations about it guys we're starting yeah, we're right. starting the conversation right now together um 
and I and we did not come up with any good conclusions, and <laughs> we did not solve a single thing. Like, and I'm I'm probably more confused now than when we started. I I would love to hear from you guys out there. Maybe maybe you let us yeah. know. Don't you can just say don't touch my don't touch my movies. Don't you touch them. Or maybe you just say reboot we everything, redo Remake it all. Them all. Let's just do or, it. Or hey, turn into a TV show. Make them all TV. TV is the way to go, and I think that is the that is the way to my heart. I will watch the 1925 classic, The Gold Rush, in television form. <laughs> <laughs> watch Citizen Kane, but only on television. Yeah, that's right. Give me, <laughs> give me Citizen Kane. Hey, a, you laugh, but a Citizen Kane TV show would get eyeballs. If Netflix announced tomorrow we have a Citizen Kane television show coming out, that's I'd true. be like, okay, okay, Netflix. All right, let's see, let's see what this is about. <laughs> wow. Interesting. That'd be pretty funny. That would be All right, all right. All right. Do you guys <laughs> oh, have anything we'll have else to follow. add? <laughs> no, let's just, just let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. Charlie, go, when the Back go to the ahead Future, and When the Back to the Future TV show drops, just remember that you heard it here first. Uh, spoiler free, but it's coming. It's coming. Uh, anyway, we, we love uh, just having these conversations out loud. We love uh, waxing about uh, movies and television and all the possibilities uh, for the future. Uh, let us know in the comments. Maybe your parents, maybe you have kids, maybe you've shown them Robocop at a very young age. Uh, let us yeah. know what they thought of, of, of that classic film uh, and whether or not Brody's a bad dad for showing his kids at three. I didn't uh, show my kids. <laughs> they haven't seen it yet. Uh, Dylan's already showing his daughter Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, you got to start him young. She's already seen, she's already seen Robocop. She's watching horror Robocop movies at a 10th grade level. And she's a little, she's a little newborn. All right. Well, anyway, we love you guys. We'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs> see you guys later.